Oh, yeah. I have nothing to talk about. I have no intro into this. Um, uh, I don't know how. Let's play a game of how can we segue from Caroline's random thing that's going on into the topic of the episode. I'm drinking. I I learned a lot today about the difference between matcha and like sencha or other green teas because Mm. my parents went to Japan and Taiwan Mm -hmm. and they came back. And obviously what they brought me was a lot of teas. Because I like matcha. They don't. They don't like green teas. I think they drank a lot of tea while they were there because they learned about it and they did all the tea mm-hmm. ceremonies and stuff. Uh, but they knew I like matcha. So they showed up and were like, here is all the tea. So I did a lot of Googling to figure out what the difference is. And there, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But um, I'm, fancy, I'm drinking fancy Japanese green tea. And it tastes exactly like the other green tea i've ever had i can't tell if that's disappointing or no, like I, good I like because tea. because then you like it so then i mean it's i, I do see where ted lasso is coming from although he mm-hmm. was probably referring to earl gray but when he talks yeah. about he just being like hot brown water i get that i like green tea iced i like a good iced green tea mm. mm-hmm. it's With too lemon. bitter for me to mm, do i just well i love i mean i love iced black tea with lemon like i don't like anything sweet so like i don't add any sweetener or anything um but it's so refreshing in the summer mm. i will do i make an iced like oat milk matcha latte Ooh, that sounds good and it's very t- that's how i usually drink my matcha but if it's just green tea i have to do it hot. i don't really like any tea cold except cold for, like the matcha i don't lattes. i don't like sweet tea i know like that oh, is just too well that's pretty much all we drink i know i can't like i'll go to the restaurant and if it's not like unsweetened i'll get it i'm like i cannot drink this i just don't like iced tea generally Mm. which my poor parents they're like where did you come from i don't like key lime pie i don't like ice is that big in the south oh yeah key lime pie is like oh yeah i mean i like key lime pie i just didn't know it was like a it's real big in the south really i'm not big on barbecue like it's fine it's too messy I, I, that's not my problem i just don't like like a ton of meat Man, like, me neither. I, like i don't like steak i don't want just like a slab no. of meat i want like a sandwich or something yeah yeah i feel that i don't like breakfast meat i don't like bacon oh, i don't like sausage there we do differ i, I don't know. like sausage but i do like i do like everyone bacon. likes bacon well yeah maybe well, not the vegetarians well the vegetarian they still try to get veggie bacon i'm like how about you just don't like bacon <laughs> it's so easy see my parents my parents were like upset about it until they realized or i told them that hey that means more bacon for you i mean true and then they're like wow yay us having a weird child the reason is because we were at our cabin and my mom made this like weird bacon corn thing and it made the cabin smell like bacon because it's a small cabin it's like one bedroom at that point i don't think we had like the wall ac and the entire thing dead of summer just smelled like bacon and grease and i was like i cannot like i liked bacon before that and then she smoked me out and i hate the smell ever since and like i can eat it like if it's like on something and like i don't want to deal with taking it off but i'd prefer prefer not that's my sad tale i was debaconated wow i know bacon has nothing from everyone everyone in the room (laughs) wow you did it. it I was you trying to. I, That's I was doing so that thing where you're like half listening to the other person talking, and then you're trying and to. The other half is you being like, "What am I gonna say? What am I gonna say when it's my turn to talk?" 
how could I possibly connect this? And she did. She There's did. There's one thing we can do on this podcast. It's narrow down skirt. the degrees of separation. That is so true. That is so true. Hmm. Um. Well, on that note, happy speak now, Taylor's version day. Yeah. Just know that our Friday selves are so happy right now. They and are. And we're currently figuring out song pairings for the album. I have all of them done. Well, I have a few that I kind of may want to tweak. But I'm just waiting for the bonus tracks to get out so we can figure that out. I mean, I in particular, I'm a speak now girly, so I'm mm. living my best life. Yeah. Um, that was like it, my... In the- in the future when this episode when you're listening to this episode right currently now, she's I'm, not living i'm anxiously life. awaiting what the, and if the lyric change better than revenge true i want to oh. see if it's true oh i'll be so angry i'll be so sad there like is, I, I understand why she would do it i do however see it's just so the integrity of re-recording i mean she already i mean i don't mind the new girl at home but for people who actually liked Girl at Home, like, that was their song. Oh, I, she I don't think com- I ever listened to the original She Girl completely changed it. Like, it's pause. Go listen to Girl at Home and then Taylor's version. And they're so different. They yossified it. And, like, I don't, like, what? Because she, she knew people didn't really like the song, which I thought it was a bop. I liked the song. But, like, you can't, they're not the same song. One, it. And I just don't understand, like, if the point of re-recording is to, like, one for one, it's not. But she already got rid of it if, if this was a movie. So, honestly, can't win, really. It's one of my favorite ones on Speak Now, and it's gone. I mean, she didn't get rid of it. She recorded a Taylor's But it's not. It's not going to be on a CD. And, like, that's how I listen to Taylor, like, in my car. Like, that's the main way. Which at least I can listen to my old CD and it won't go to Scooter Braun. I feel like, like that's what's going to happen. Would simply revert to the old days before I had Spotify, where I would just burn all my music on the CD. I know, but I don't feel like doing that. Just burn yourself a CD. I know, but the like, I just feel like look at that cute CD. It's my CD, and then. But you don't look at it anyway. It's in the CD. But player. I have the, I have the, I have like a thing on my visor, um, that has all my CDs in it. And currently they're all Taylor Swift. Then just keep the CD case. I just think this shouldn't be an issue. I mean, she could have just put it as a deluxe song on a Target edition, which would have been super easy. That wouldn't qualify for the, like, she could still say it was self-written because, like, the deluxe. I mean, it was a deluxe track anyway from Target. I think that would have been a workaround. Because she could have just submitted the other one for, like, completely self-made. But whatever. She has a plan, I guess. Well, it's fine. It might just be that we we just have to listen to the original Better Than Revenge. It's just an iconic song. And then there's a meme of or it's just what she did. She was like doing like her live performance of it and someone like screams from the crowd, "I love Better Than Revenge." She like turns dramatically, "Thank you." <laughs> and it's so funny. Like Taylor, channel that Taylor. Hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. um that out of the way we are not doing our song pairings today as we have established did we we kind well, of made we it mentioned seem like... that we were coming up with our pairings Hold that's on. so true our apologies that's coming in a couple of weeks next week yeah. we have dreaming of you uh yes another old school school episode mm-hmm. the week after we shall 
commit mm-hmm. our one-to-one historical romance just you know what have been tracks pairings great is to have it be released on july 9th it won't happen physically impossible but in our what? thoughts and prayers it's releasing on july 9th but actually july 21st uh july 21st it is today yeah. however we bring we bringeth you thou no you a uh, who am i Little thou the duchess. Uh, <laughs> the thou. Uh, uh, you are Caroline. Speak I didn't. I didn't know if you were still like who are. I didn't know if no, you were still uh, a remember. little bit. I lost it. Who am I? <laughs> who am I? It's the lame is again. I was gonna um, say we're back at it. Oh my god! Also, welcome to Romance Your TBR. Yeah, Sorry, we never said that. Hi. That's us. <laughs> that was such a nice hi. <laughs> hi. Um. <laughs> literally where's my brain who's to say um yeah um we're giving you a trope roundup of speak now the song dare dare i say the please don't be in love with someone else chapter very nice well except that's a completely different song but yeah well it's not like i mean i guess but so many songs in speak now are about people being in love with other people and like that vibe Sure. I was just going with they're in their speak now era books Mm. um which for me you might have I think you took it a little more broadly which is fine because Mm -hmm. the more book wrecks the merrier I managed to narrow it down to two categories which are books that feature wedding crashers Mm -hmm. or almost wedding crashers um and then books where one or both I think I I think I managed to get it down to just one person um, one of them is engaged to someone else and specifically there is like a very dramatic mm-hmm. they get out of it there's there's drama surrounding it it's not like a very simple mm-hmm. like they just break off the engagement there has to be some kind of dramatic reveal or gotcha yeah mine are because you said love triangle that are actually good and yes. um just like engaged to other people. I just people. had way too many love triangles. And yeah. I was like, hang on. <laughs> Let me get back. Because like once you start thinking about it, you're like, oh, this and this. And like there are so many. Yeah. Um, and these and- are all books that I would recommend because there yeah. are other ones that fit. And I was like, hell no. That Yeah, I just didn't like the book. So. Yeah. So I guess. I mean, there's some we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. So we can get those out of the way. So for mm-hmm. example, obviously, the perhaps the most speak now of them it all. Is. An island princess starts a scandal. You're not going to tell me Taylor wouldn't applaud Cora for getting on that man's back and ripping his hair out. She did that. She really did. I love a... This is not the only queer romance I have on this list, because mm-hmm. I think that adds another layer mm-hmm. to, like, they're engaged to someone else, but they're in love with you. <laughs> the drama of it all. And she really said, I will show up at your wedding. I will get on that man's back. I love her so much. And then she just went into a major depression. And really, she's just... A sexy French depression. No? I thought you said a sexy French dip. Like the sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? A sexy French depression. (laughs) Oh. Hers wasn't that sexy, though. Hers was more um, full of rage. It was... Yeah... She she just felt so much, and I really love her for that. I love her so much. Yeah, 
Mm. She really did. She really did commit to that speak mm-hmm. now era for herself. Mm. So yeah, um, she she said speak now. She heard it and she did it. She acted now. Mm. She spoke us. Uh, have you seen? Wait, as a timeout, have you seen? Uh, somebody I I saw it on TikTok. I don't know if it was anywhere else, but they did like the opposite. So I can't remember exactly what they, they did. All of the tracks. No, it was all of the albums, but it was like on opposite day. So debut was Tim McGraw. What? I will find it. I'm so good. I'm like, what? They took. I'm, it's gonna take me a second. So we're just gonna there. Taylor Swift on opposite day and it's uh Tim McGraw fear speak later blue ooh, ooh, ooh. 9891 <laughs> anonymity hater nonfiction nevermore noons Tim noons. McGraw fear speak I really like fear wait why is Tim McGraw why because, is that opposite like, day? Like the song is about Tim McGraw instead but what? of about Taylor Swift. Oh, so they were saying that the album is called Tim McGraw. Yes. Oh. And oh, I fear. see. I was and like, well, that is the name of the song. Fear later. is funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I wasn't going to talk about this one. But for one where she definitely does not speak now. <laughs> we read Indigo. What an anti-wreck, if you will. <laughs> an anti-wreck we read indigo we did a full episode on it and when that so she was fully engaged for the beginning of this book to a man who to went to man. study to a whole man he went overseas or something like that i don't know probably not overseas he's not that adventurous he's kind of boring and horrible but um he comes back married and she didn't say speak now she said thank god and just really got spoiled by a really hot man instead so well yeah but that, the, the hot man yeah. did have his own he had he had his moment. wedding moment but she did she, yeah she didn't speak now for that guy she just said thank god and moved on and i said thank god too because i was like she's still engaged and then he came back and then she was the villain and i was like honestly better than revenge uh, <laughs> we didn't care enough about that man no. to get revenge no. <laughs> she was just like there was okay i'm not sad about it no revenge necessary there None none so that's an anti-speak now wreck it's actually keep your mouth shut wreck um because she her life would have been so much worse married to that man um i don't think i have any other ones that like we've really i mean we've spoken a bit about this is actually kind of a speak now moment the gentleman's book of vices yeah oh yeah we haven't done like a full episode on it or anything no when but when the second one actually like officially comes out, which is I think next week, yeah, I'm gonna get the audiobook and we can do an episode on that later. Well, I couldn't remember later on. So like, I I would put it into the wedding crasher uh category for myself. I could not remember how that book ended. I was like, there was um like I could not remember how because well, okay, so I I went back and read it. Oh. <laughs> Uh, don't worry. Me trying to unearth it. No, no, I I reread. The dusty shelves. My memory. I, well, I reread part of it, and then at a certain point, I was like, okay, I got it. I don't care about all. I like, did so the much details. of that for the speak now for my things. Like, I just ended up reading the ends of so many books, <laughs> and like checking them out from Libby, like searching terms. I was like, oh my god, that is relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one where I fully. I was mm-hmm. like, do they make it to a wedding? Let me yeah. search the ebook. Um, 
so this one is a uh, it's the other queer romance on my list it's mm uh we've talked about it before but the one is he's um engaged and he is obsessed with like erotica he has a whole mm. collection mm-hmm. um and ends up getting the autograph of his like absolute favorite writer and they begin a torrid affair and there's Mm -hmm. cake tastings and other things all for his wedding to this woman who you're like about that he doesn't even want to marry her but he he can't like leave her in the lurch because he like ended up in this situation kind of uh, through faults of his own he like did not want yeah and she was she was a good person yeah yeah she was good so he like he was like i i have to marry like i will not be the kind of person that drags people into this mess mm-hmm. and then leaves them in it essentially because there was a moment before the wedding where the the uh, other the love interest is like leave with me let's go like I sold my shot let's go to front wherever and he was like no essentially and then the bride doesn't show up he's standing at the altar and she doesn't show up and it's like a very awkward like the music keeps playing and the moms leave to go check and the music gets quieter and you're like where is she and then there's all this drama with other characters who like pull him off and you figure out there's a bunch of little like secret hidden identities mm-hmm. and things that his friends are coming to the rescue essentially but i reread just that much of it to see cuz i was like do they make it to the wedding and they do and he's just awkwardly standing at the altar and she never shows <laughs> so <laughs> She spoke later. Um, she left him on red. Speak later. <laughs> red. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Like I knew once you mentioned it that he was engaged to someone else. Yeah, but I had forgotten and it was, they made it to the wedding. Yeah, and it was hard to like be angry at him he because was right. it was for a good reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to reread that. I really enjoyed the writing, mm-hmm. and then to read the to get to the um the Taylor bit where he protects the the jacket there's oh. I just read the KJ Charles um the nobleman's guide to seducing a scoundrel and there's like a similar like super sexy like super like specific thing that he does that one of them does for the other one. Oh my god that book was so fucking good like I loved book one but this one it like the romance is multiplied the drama was like maybe less but like in a different way oh god it was good so ultra specific love languages we got two of them so far we've got so many more actually yeah but there's a lot oh yeah um i guess kind of to go along with that like in trying to do things for a wedding to someone else say yes to the marquis by tessa dare you read that one right no really so you just read when the scott ties a knot and and we're just like this is all i'm gonna read and then you read romancing the duke yeah who are you <laughs> you've read that well, series so out of order when a scott ties the knot i read it was one of my first Matt it was one of the first oracles uh, i had just gotcha. heard good things about that book and then i didn't mm-hmm. read romancing the duke until a couple weeks ago so mm-hmm. well say yes to the marquis um a play on say yes to the dress is where um she is engaged to peers he is an earl i believe don't quote me on that um and they've been engaged since you know not necessarily childhood but a long time he is overseas because he may or may not be a spy she doesn't know that i know it now so you're getting that information um so he's gone and she's like i don't like he doesn't want to marry me he could have had all these opportunities to marry me so i want to 
like break this contract. So she goes to his brother, who is a notorious like prize fighter. Basically, obviously he's always had a a crush on her, but he's the second son. He doesn't think he's good enough. And so when she's like, I want to break it off, he's like, No, you can't like you can't do that. Um and so he's like, I will like get you a dress, I'll get you a cake, like we will do a huge wedding. You just need to marry him. Like I will not let you leave like he can't come back and then you're like you're not his like fiance so she like agrees because then her like siblings are like trying to pressure her and everything so the entire book is them doing um like wedding preparations and like there's a great cake tasting scene um and then it gets the end where the brother comes home and (laughs) he's sorely mistaken when he thinks he's returning to a fiance (laughs) Because she sure was not going to marry him at that point. Um, and then there's a bit with the dog. It, it's a really good book. Um, and his book is great too. But um, but yeah. So it, there's not necessarily like speak now because the wedding, they weren't getting married. But like it was close enough. It was close enough. Well, so yeah. speaking of brothers. I and I count this in my wedding crasher category, even though it's not quite a crashed wedding. My American Duchess by Eloisa James. So that's why you read that one. I, I love seeing your reading trackers when you're trying to read tropes. I'm like, where is she pulling these books out? <laughs> the most random. Um, I mean, I had been putting off reading this one. So yeah. in How to Be a Wallflower, mm-hmm. you get the meet- friend the american duchess mary mm-hmm. m-e-r-r-y who is friends with the hero who is also american and you meet uh mm-hmm. her and her kids and mm-hmm. her husband the duke and i was like i love mary she's so funny can't wait to read her book and then i read the premise of the book which is that she's engaged to the wrong brother and yeah. that is a trope that despite this episode i, I do not like don't like i've avoided much. that book for that reason it avoided all the things that i don't like yay you i would be fat you might still hate it i however it like avoided all the things so the premise of this book is this american who she has had two broken engagements that she has broken off Mm -hmm. um she's where she basically thought she fell in love and then later was like oh whoops not into this guy um broke it off so they've come to england and her i think it's her aunt an uncle that are with her and they're like you gotta get married like you cannot have a third broken mm-hmm. engagement that's insane people think that you're fickle already so she you're has so just accepted fickle. uh a proposal from this guy who he has a twin brother but he's technically the second son because he was uh... born right after um but she has not met the twin yet all she knows is that, like, they are they don't really get along, and he doesn't really like his brother, and he's like, oh, my brother's gonna, like, tell you terrible things about me, blah, 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 whatever. She accepts this engagement from him. She goes, they're at a ball. She goes out on the terrace. She meets this man in the dark. They flirt. It's, like, incendiary. She's like, fuck, like, I cannot break a third engagement. What does it say about me that I'm already into this other uh-huh. guy? Absolutely not. I can't do it. So she like goes back into the ballroom. He, meanwhile, is the twin brother, which she doesn't know. He's the Duke. 
he has had no interest in marrying until he meets this American woman who he in- initially is like, oh, Americans, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, oh, my God, I'm in love with her. Like, she doesn't treat me like a duke. She, like, speaks very straightforward. Mm-hmm. She's not afraid of me, whatever. So he walks off that terrace and, and is like, I need to find out who that is because that's my future duchess. I'm going to marry her. Get someone to introduce them. And then they realize who they are. And he's like, oh, no. Are they identical? Could there be, like, a little accident? I, I think they're, like, a little bit different looking. I, I don't know. Huh. I don't think they're identical. So we go through this whole thing where you find out, like, the brother's actually an alcoholic. Like, he's gambled away all this property. All of these things. Like, the brother has been not cool, but he's made the Duke seem like kind of the bad guy. But mm. she's spending more time with the Duke. Mm-hmm. And he, meanwhile, is like, maybe I just need to find an American. Like, it's not her. It's just any American. So they go through this whole, like, she's really, really trying not to break this engagement. (laughs) Only for him to, like, kind of reveal his true colors at uh, 40% or so. And she's like, you know what? Engagement over. Uh, Makes out with the brother in a, a room in... Uh, they're like at a ball the brother she's engaged to says something really nasty she storms off with the duke they make out for a while turns out the brother was hiding in the room <laughs> so he comes out after the duke leaves and is like mm, betrayal and she's like no 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 our engagement was already off and he was like i think not um i need your money kind of threatens her and is like you're gonna marry me like no matter what there's all this drama at about 50 percent all of these things happen where she's like okay i guess i have to marry this guy even though he's like kind of terrible i don't even really remember why but like it was fairly valid reasons she gets to the church her uncle is walking her down the aisle she's got a super thick veil she can't see through it she's like i don't really want to go through with it like she's very nervous she kind of tries to tell the uncle but like the veil is in the way there's all this drama she's so nervous she's not even really paying attention she marries this guy he lifts the veil it's the duke <gasps> and everyone was in on it. Even and the, there's all even this the other brother. Yeah, well, he's left the country, <laughs> which is crazy because the night before they were like writing letters back and forth, where she's like, "Please, please, do not make me marry you." And he's like, "No, too bad." And then she gets there. I'm so sorry. I guess this is a spoiler, but I need to like. I mean, you can tell what's gonna like. She gets yeah, there. There, there are spoilers the veil, in this like, episode. We okay. know this. Yeah. Like, listen, but the drama of her getting there and not being able to see through the veil and you being like, no, no, why the drama of it all? And then the whole half of the book is just one of those, like, he doesn't believe in love type situations where, uh. like, he's clearly in love with her, but he won't say it, like, blah, blah, blah. So they've got their own issues to deal with. But the f- the drama of him lifting her veil and mm-hmm. her thinking she married someone else and he's like didn't you hear me like say my vows but she was so nervous she like was not paying attention damn oh my god i mean on one hand she was fully marrying the other brother (laughs) she thought she was that's a little too close to was it texas destiny for me there was some i can't remember if he was like blackmailing her oh i think it had something to do with like her uncle had already paid some of his debts and there was and, like, she couldn't break another engagement. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a lot going on there. But, oh, I I was like, if you're going to give me a, like, you're betrothed to the wrong person story, 
at least give me the drama of you thinking you're marrying so- give me the shakespearean plot twist mm-hmm. mm. eloisa oh. will do it she i either love her books or hate them I like really she she them. knows how to make me angry like if she will you know like she's got she's got my number <laughs> just like lorraine heath um because i think like i love some of their books so much um well, I guess in terms of brothers, <laughs> this one's kind of funny because it's a love triangle involving a dead person, oh. but the Earl takes all isn't really a love triangle, but I feel like it's still because she because he always loved her and she um, had that kiss with him before they got married and then she thinks she's with her husband, but then it's him and then he's. There's a lot of shit happening in that one. We've done a full episode on it. You can go listen. But I I classify that as, I guess, in love with the wrong person or, like, (laughs) married to the wrong person. And then, and uh, notably, the person that they're always originally married to, if, you know, that person ends up dying or whatever, they're always bad in bed. Um, I read the Elizabeth Hoyt one, the... um, I, so I read the Charming Mickey book, but the one before that, you like, um, well, it was technically in book one, Wicked Intentions, where you t- you talked about how you saw her like go to his place and then she like mm-hmm. walk out with her um, bodice undone and stuff. My favorite thing was that they specifically mentioned that her husband that she had would not make love to her in daylight hours. Classic. Um, I love that because I was like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> and he did. He, he, he was true. dead he, he got deaded um because there's no he, way that man survives no no because i was like oh that's a fun little tidbit that, that means he's not <laughs> that means he's not making it out you're not fucking your wife <laughs> you're not living very long and it was funny i was like oh because <laughs> there was a second i was like oh they're cute because, like, it was before I knew what happened, and then he, and she was like, oh, yeah, but he doesn't. And I was like, oh, he's, that's not going to last. <laughs> and then I realized what it was leading into. I was like, oh, okay. This is funny. And then you learned he never went down on her, and it was a whole thing. So. Classic. Don't DJ uh, call it, I think, right? DJ. Right? What? That- what D- you- I think DJ Khaled, no, he, like, admitted he doesn't go down on his wife. Oh, yes. Another one. But he didn't say that to oral sex. He said less one. So that, yeah. So I thought that was funny. Um, but my true favorite one um, is One Fine Duke by Lenore Bell, which is also brother situation. So she's trying to marry his brother. Um, they have like a, I think it's a Duke dossier or like a, um, like a binder full of Dukes. And her uncle, I think, is like a spy master and so she's, like, been, like, raised in that household and she loves, like, adventure and, you know, mysteries and riddles and stuff. And so she doesn't want to marry, like, a stodgy duke at all. She's like, I don't want a season. I don't want this. I want to go marry this guy named Rafe because, obviously, his name's Rafe. Who wouldn't want to marry someone named Rafe? Um, sure. he, he is also a spy. And I just think that we would make it really good. For every historical romance <laughs> about a spy named Rafe. How many nickels? Two nickels. Two nickels. Which isn't a lot. It's weird that it happened twice. It is. But the best part is that she gets to, um, you know, the ton and she's at the party 
and she goes into um like this like shed because she's gonna change out of her like stayed like ball gown and into like a like a sexy red dress and the hero who is the duke he's the brother of rafe drew is also in the shed and he's just watching her strip and he's like what and then like i i think he like stumbles back because he's just so blown away sure by the breasts and <laughs> um she like you know when you're breasting boobily <laughs> So she finds him out. She's angry. He's enamored. And, you know, she realizes that he's the Duke and he is part, I believe, of the Duke dossier. So her her um, uncle wants her to marry him. So it's one of those situations where she doesn't want to. And then Rafe ends up getting kidnapped. Like he was running down the street naked. He has like a courtesan mistress or something. He gets into some shit. So then she has to work with Drew to go find Rafe because he's also searching for the people who killed her parents. <laughs> and so the whole thing with the people, there's like a boat and like it all ties back to the people who killed her parents. So that's also why she wants to marry Rafe is because she thinks that they could take down the murderers and it's a tangled web, but the entire book, she's just falling in love with Drew and she's just like, I didn't want this life. But also I love him. And he is just such a good person. I love that man so much. Um, and then there's a really great scene where he, <laughs> he like wakes up. It's like the middle of the night. She's like sneaking through the garden. He's like really horny. And so um, he's like in his window and he's just masturbating. <laughs> just thinking of her in the dress. And um, he's like preening in the mirror and he's just having a great time. And she's just watching it all. She's like, this is payback um, for him seeing me like strip in the, the barn thing or whatever. And um, but then she doesn't see him like go to completion because he lays down on the bed. And so she's like, really? She's like, I need to see it. Like, I don't know what happens. Like all the books stop before this happens. Um, and then there's a great scene in a bathtub where he makes her like command of masturbation because she saw it. Was, it's a great book. I love it so much. One fine duke. He has a dream of her in a bed of daisies. That scene's on the cover. It's in the epilogue. It's great. And um, he was just really offended that she wanted to be with Rafe when he was like, but I'm right here. I am the Duke. Like, you want to be with him? That's kind of rude. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she was where there's a <laughs> lot of stuff happening. Yeah. Naturally. Dare I say too much stuff happening. Here's the thing. Would I really recommend this book? Not necessarily. Would I recommend it as a, like, I want the vibes of Speak Now. I want the drama of, like, the wedding scene. I want the objection. Yes, I would. Was it good? No. Did I enjoy the vibes? Most of the time. By the end, I was like, this needs to be done. But I was I was here for the vibes. And that is on the way to the wedding. Uh, which is the eighth Bridgerton book. It is Gregory Bridgerton's book. Yeah, have I read books <laughs> five through seven? No. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's the Bridgertons. Here's the thing. Gregory has, like, no ambition. To be honest, not a lot of, like, solid character trait. Like, of the Bridgertons I've read, I'm like, where's your personality, Gregory? Doesn't matter. I mean, that, imagine... that, was me with, that was me with Colin and Sir Philip, so. Sure. Really cool. Just imagine Jonah Howard King. And yeah. instantly your time improves. Colin, I mean, what is his name? Gregory 
doesn't have a job. <laughs> he doesn't have a job. He doesn't really have any ambition. Uh, I think the book opens with, well, the book opens with Gregory sprinting through London, throwing open the doors of the church with a slam, pausing to grab onto a pew and like take some deep breaths because he's so winded from sprinting across London and then stagger up the aisle going, don't do it, don't do it. Then drop to one knee and say, marry me. And then the bride says, and then the prologue ends. And then we jump into the story two months earlier. Earlier. Oh, that's fun. So I was like the drama of it all. We start with the speak now moment and boy, did he speak now. Um, Two months earlier, once I, again, Gregory has no job. Anthony is like, my guy, you need to, like, get a job or get married. One of those things. Capitalism. And Gregory is a Bridgerton. (laughs) Gregory's a Bridgerton, so obviously he believes in true love. Uh, And so he's like, yeah, no, sick. I actually do plan on getting married, but, like. Mm-hmm. I just haven't met the right woman for me yet. And then he wa- – oh, they're at a house party in the country. Kate and Anthony are throwing a house party. He walks outside. He sees the back of a woman's neck. He's like, sparks fly, <laughs> staggered, obsessed. He's like, this it, – it very specifically is the back of her neck. That's critical <laughs> because he judges the other backs of necks. Um, And he's like, he never have I – job. <laughs> he judges necks for a living. <laughs> Gregory. Gregory. Um, See, he's like, this is it. I've never felt this way before. This is the love of my life. She turns around. She's like blonde. She's beautiful. He goes over to be introduced. He introduces himself to her friend who is also there. And of course, to her. Now, the best friend of this woman is used to this, Lucy. She's like, oh, Hermione's so pretty that like Mm -hmm. she constantly is fending off. Every man is in love with her. Mm Mm-hmm. And they sometimes suck up to Lucy to get to the best friend. But, like, Lucy's just kind of there. They don't really care about her. Uh, This girl, Hermione, is already in love with somebody else, though. And Mm -hmm. Lucy's already engaged, but it's because of her terrible uncle. And this engagement has been arranged for a very long time. But they haven't even really come out yet. It's just a whole thing. But it's not official, but she's basically engaged. And she doesn't really care because she's like, love is nonsense. I might as well just marry this guy. Um, So Gregory's obsessed with her friend. She's like, listen, my dude. She's in love with somebody else, but that somebody else is, like, her father's secretary, and I do not approve. I like you better, so I'm going to help you get my friend. Obviously, they fall in love along the way. The friend ends up compromised with uh, somebody else. They get married. She, her uncle is terrible and forces her into this engagement with a guy who everyone knows prefers men. So they're Mm -hmm. like, well, he'll be nice to you. Like, he's a really nice guy. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, but Doesn't I want me. kids. <laughs> like, what? whatever. And his father is really gross. And it's this whole thing. But then, blackmail enters the chat. So she has to marry this guy. I really genuinely think you might end up hating this book. Blackmail I am not re- I am. Chat. I have no plan <laughs> to read this book. She has sex Black with Gregory male. the night before her Ugh. wedding. But he thinks that that means she's going to call off the wedding because uh, he suddenly realized that he's in love with her a little while ago and is like, marry me. He, and su- she's like, he suddenly realized he was in love with her a little while he ago. He did. Well, he saw the back of her neck and was like, oh, who is that? And then it was Lucy. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm in love with her. And then Hyacinth is there. And they agree to get married. But then 
she gets blackmailed but then he sneaks in her room and they have sex and he thinks that she's calling off the wedding so he like goes out in a tree with colin to wait but then he sees her leave the wedding and he's like pardon and then he runs <laughs> pardon and then he runs pardon? across london to interrupt the wedding and she says no and marries the other guy but oh, yeah, then no. there's like the three book. hours left of the audiobook with her getting kidnapped multiple times <laughs> there is there are somebody gets shot people are tied up bombastic front eye <laughs> looking at you both my eyes it is so what? wild but it's so so wild to the point where i was like kind of on board you know what i mean where like literally anything yeah. could happen and i would be like yeah sure why not i just think that is again a little too texas destiny she yeah dare I, I say like i said what i recommend not necessarily but if you're like i just want some insane draw like it starts out pretty normal except for gregory uh-huh. being a silly goose <laughs> i don't <laughs> leave geese out of this okay gregory is just a silly little goose who doesn't know what love is and falls in love with the backs of necks as you do when you're a silly no. little goose. Actually, uh, we're going to come back to geese in a second. Um, Well, sorry. We're going to come back to waterfowl in a second. I was going to say, do you have more geese too? Because, like, I have three books with geese in them. Not on this list, but I do we have need, We'll do a geese episode. We have, to, we have to do a waterfowl episode. Ah, uh, yes. Um. <laughs> anyway, yeah, if you're like, I want the drama. I want somebody throwing open the church doors and, like, that is, I like that. So I could just read the prologue and then <laughs> no, no, nothing else. I kind of feel like novella. you have to read the rest, though. Like, I already know what happens. It is so, it, no, you don't. You don't. Listener, I don't want to. Is the, <laughs> is the thing. That's valid. Um, But I do think it is yeah. one of the more speak now books. Because that does, does it does sound very speak now. He do, he does. I, I have to agree. He strides that his mom is there, mm-hmm. and his sister, and they're like, "What are you doing? Like sci-fi? <laughs> We're in the middle of a wedding." ASMR. And then Hyacinth goes to the bride, and he's like, "Fuck you!" Basically, she's like, "You're a coward." Listen, the drama. It I think was... I'd be Hyacinth in that. Episode. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't want Gregory, though. I don't want this, like... <laughs> I mean, he was, like, very charming. He's a very sweet guy. Like, there's nothing wrong with him. It's just that he, like, doesn't he have just, any ambition or He just feels, like, purpose. too much... I guess Colin Bridgerton, like, thought he was a great writer. I don't know. Gregory doesn't think he's a great writer. He just is, like, hanging out. Because I just did not enjoy Colin. I mean, he's not Colin. He's Gregory. He's a nice guy. <laughs> he has no job, but that's okay. Um, he's 27. I have no prospects. <laughs> I think he's only like 20. Actually, he might be 26. <laughs> Listen, Gregory, what a guy. If you, But if you imagine Jonah Howard King. That is true. Points I don't want to. I don't want to lower him to Gregory, though. I he mean, should he, be, he should be Michael. Also pining, malaria. Tie her up in a bathroom. Not in a sexy way, but in a I'm gonna kidnap you way. So he kidnaps her? Yeah, he's one of the people who kidnaps her. Huh. Um Yeah, there was a lot going on. I will say it feels kinda like a fever dream after about the sixty percent yeah. mark. 
as soon as the blackmail gets revealed, you're like, whoa. You're like, where are up. we going? They back up. I thought this was just a like, oh, he's in love with the friend, and then the friend falls for him, and he realizes he was in love with the wrong part. No. I mean, yes. But then blackmail enters the chat. Blackmail. And then a, a dad who's trying to get you to marry his son and will fuck you if necessary for the heir. You're like, whoa. Huh? Yeah. The I'm more you gonna, say, I'm not the gonna less, elaborate on that. The less I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's my if you want textbook speak now, Island Princess huh. and On the Way to the Wedding are my two yeah. like like somebody objects at a wedding books. Yeah, um I- intriguing vibes. <laughs> I have received from that <laughs> nothing from that book. Uh, I would not have guessed any of that. Um, this this next one is as speak now as you can speak, but it wasn't at a wedding. Okay, and you weren't a fit. Well, you only gave it three stars, but this happens like halfway through, and it's like a side character. So it was the. This one wasn't even on my list. Buffering. <laughs> I am buffering. Fuck. One second. Is it this one? Who knows? There are just so many freaking dukes and so many wicked ones. How am I? Yeah, okay. It's Duke Most Wicked by Lenora Bell. Um, so there's a scene. There's a preface, I guess. She's the music teacher. He is a duke who just is de- – like, he has no money. He has a lot of sisters. He needs to get married to an heiress because he needs – to the money to like ha- have them have seasons and pay off debts and shit she is destitute her father is going deaf and he is a composer so she's been doing all of his work she's been working for free for this dude because she loves him same relatable not a good decision but she's doing it anyway um and she loves his sisters and so half or like a third through the book he like has a little come to jesus moment and he's like okay i gotta get married like I can't like I need to get married and I need to like have money for my sisters so he gets married he gets engaged to this heiress she's American <laughs> and oh, our our poor like, heroine what are you talking about Got our it. poor our poor heroine she is not happy about it she's sad the sisters aren't happy about it they try to they like throw things through windows at this heiress chick not a great time flash forward they get to the ball it's supposed to be, I think, their engagement ball. And uh, <laughs> suddenly, this huge, brawny American man bursts through the doors. Horrified. And he's like, Van- from huh? everyone. Yeah, horrified. Everyone. Literally everyone. Because, plot twist, Vanessa has been in love with this big, brawny American who they didn't think was good enough for her family. Honestly, relatable. Yeah, and he's just like, you have to marry, like, he's like, you're marrying me. I think they, like, admit to their affair. It's a whole thing. I do love a big, brawny American. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, that's how to be a wallflower. Jake? Hell yeah. He's in my speak now one. No, he's a backup. Ah. Baby backup. I mean, it works out in the wash. Um, He's, he's, technically, that book is a different song of hers, but it's in Lover, so it's a whole thing. Um, I have a spreadsheet. It's official. Um, but yeah, her parents want to like leave the country. They didn't want her to marry this big American and he found her anyway. And they get, she gets swept off her feet and out of, gets carried out of the room by him. 
that one wasn't even on my list, but that's a big speak now moment. But that doesn't happen in a church. It's just a ballroom. I do have a speak now moment, sort of, that also does not happen in a church. Although mm-hmm. I listed it under wedding crashers, but it's like an asterisk. Like it's not actually at the wedding. We've both read this. And in fact, I just realized we have a whole episode on it. Um, and that is Get Thee Off My Lawn by Daria Vernon. Mm. It's at her engagement party. Yeah. you're, And they just fucking. <laughs> and they. <laughs> right. He's like. Great. They've had this brief affair. <laughs> she met him because she thought he stole her swan. There was trespassing. They bang in a bathtub a few hours after they meet. They're having a great time. She's actually mm-hmm. engaged to somebody else who she doesn't want to be engaged to, but she's trying to save mm-hmm. her family. It's this whole, it's not, it's, it's like a novella, a longer novella, but a mm-hmm. novella nonetheless. And yet, so perfect. So excellent. They make it to her engagement party. This guy, her fiance, who she just met, hella getting it on with her sister like yeah fully eye fucking at this engagement party and then actually fucking i was gonna say um but meanwhile (laughs) she and this guy shows up at her engagement party they go to have sex in a stairwell as you do she moans everybody no she screams sorry everyone hears it and comes looking but they find the other couple it's a whole thing it is excellent though so i guess it's not really speak now it's more like scream now (laughs) moan now moan now um but it is like he shows up and it's like marry me essentially actually i don't even remember if that's what he says but i know that's the plan i know that they get married afterwards but he shows up at her engagement party so i guess it's really more betrothed to somebody else than it is a wedding crasher but he crashes her engagement party so yeah that that works and there's a subplot of the mother of her mother finding love with um some guy in the book his dad is it his dad which ties in his dad or his uncle or something i don't know it's a relative of his yeah i don't know but it ties into the next one uh which is private arrangements by sherry thomas you just read it um where there's also a secondary love story of um i believe is it her mother Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) she there's a, a duke comes to town and the heroine thinks that he she's like her mom's gonna like set her up with that guy and then he well, does too it's a neighboring duke yeah they're, they're so they're neighbors and um he has like a terrible reputation he's done some shit um and so she doesn't want her mom to set her up with her he doesn't want that either he's like he wants to be a recluse but then the mom is like actually he's kind of cute i kind of like had a little crush on him back in the day and so she has a whole romance but that's also a book with multiple engagements. So many things are happening in that book. Um, she technically had her speak now, but it was her scheme now era, which I fully support. Okay. Fully support it. Scheme now, scream now. S- scheme, scream, speak now. And uh, again, spoilers happening in this episode. Basically, <laughs> this poor woman and man. <laughs> really poor everyone involved poor in this everyone poor me but i loved it um this this guy comes to town and he's perfect she wants him and unfortunately he is already engaged it was like more of a like not a love match but just like a friend match like he doesn't want to jilt her or anything like he cares too much about her to do that um, she has met this this girl. She was she like Russian? 
She was like something. I didn't understand fully. I, I, they were like Eastern European. So, okay. So they were Eastern, Eastern European. Um, she was kind of like almost near royalty or something. She was like high up there. Um, but she was like pretty plain and, um, the heroine just didn't, she didn't, what's her name? The heroine, do you know? Gigi. Gigi, yes. So Gigi Which is I like. I never got why, because her actual name is Philippa. So I don't know where the nickname Gigi came from. I think he explained it somewhere in there. I I don't think so. I read it like two days ago, and the whole time I was like, why is she named Gigi? Well, I feel like I vaguely remember it. I don't know. Not a clue. It's her childhood um, nickname, and I did not hear an explanation. So I have the I have I have the ebook. So yeah, somebody <laughs> look it up for me because I sure was listening to that audiobook on like two point eight speed. Oh my god, that's not how you savor that book. I wasn't <sighs> trying to savor. I was oh, in pain. Should. I was trying to get to the part where I wasn't in pain. That's so funny because I loved that one. Um, but <laughs> so she so she realizes that the plain girl that she met is engaged to this like vivacious well not vivacious i don't think he's vivacious <laughs> this is just like very hot very good guy and she's like how do they match they don't match i am his equal i should be with him <sighs> so instead of like trying to because she knows he feels has feelings for her and everything so she basically like writes this fake letter saying that this girl got engaged um and that they're breaking their engagement and as soon as he gets that letter he's like thank god we're free to marry because he was like really ready to get married and um so she like has she has guilt but she's also like he's hot and we're meant to be so it works out and then obviously he finds out but the kicker is that she actually did get engaged and she did get married the plain one and so if she would have just waited like a few days it would have been fine long story short he finds out he consummates the marriage and then leaves for like so many years 11 years 11 years in that time shit happens and in the present she has found a very nice guy who you meet in um or you meet her in the luckiest lady in london and then he also appears in book three um it's his brother i believe who um is the hero book three but it is interesting um so then she's like hey we need to get divorced because i want to marry this guy and he's like no we have to have an heir and then um you can get divorced like i'll grant it to you that's a whole thing and then she goes to new york to try to save their marriage and she's like what if i shove my wedding ring up my vagina and make him fish it out and she didn't but if she would have that would have been the most iconic thing i've ever read and it was at that moment, I was like, honestly, just her thinking about that, five stars. Um, because she was like, what if I just like show up in his like room and I'm naked? And I'm like, it was convoluted and there was a lot of pain, but it was good pain. I liked it a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of shoving things up your hoo-ha. Hell yeah. Um, this falls into my uh, engaged to somebody else, but it's not a wedding crasher, but it's mm. <laughs> it's, it's just. <laughs> giggles it is mm, it's unhinged it's what it's an older romance that i can see why somebody would read it and perhaps not like it especially not like uh, newer or contemporary romance readers but mm-hmm. god did i eat up every toxic moment and that is suddenly you by lisa Kleypas. 
Was, she, I, was someone engaged to someone else in that book? Yeah, so they... Because uh, that's immediately where my head went when you said shoving things up the hoo-ha. It is suddenly you by Lisa Clay, but So it doesn't happen huh. until the end, but she is turning 30. She hires... Uh, she's a writer. It. She's turning 30. Beginning she doesn't want to be a virgin. She hires a male prostitute for her birthday. <laughs> On the night of her birthday, she's like, ah, never mind. I think she actually... No, she never does cancel it, but she's going to tell the guy no when he shows up. A hot man shows up on her doorstep. She's like, listen, I've actually changed my mind. I don't want you. And he's like, explain more. Say more right now. She does. He's like, what if I just come in and we have a little chat and we make out some? They do. He doesn't say that, but he manages to work his way in there. They go to a party. Well, she goes to a party, finds out he's not actually a prostitute. He is her publisher. (laughs) <laughs> and he was sent there by someone scheming yeah scheme now once again uh but he's like you got a banging bod let's have an affair you got a banging bod they you got a great neck on a tour got a great back of the neck um they have a torrid affair towards the end of this book though she does they break the affair off and she gets engaged to a very nice guy who she's been talking to kind of throughout this book. See, at that moment, I blacked out. There were some things in that book that angered me greatly. It was still a good book. It was one of my first Lisa Kleypas's. God, I love this book. Jack Devlin unhinged. He he, yeah. This is one where you really have to be like, Well, I love him. He's not I, like her a decisions. Yeah. Listen, this wasn't a, a book about morality. Yeah. This was a book about this woman who is pregnant but hasn't told him and is like, I mm-hmm. need to marry this very nice man to, you know, we're just going to deal with it this way. And then at a ball, he finds out that she's pregnant mm-hmm. with his child, loses his mind. As he should. Like, I was pissed Orders her in the bag and is like, absolutely not. Like, takes her home, keeps her on the bed and is like, you're not leaving until you agree to marry me. And then later on, eat some fruit out of her vagina. Raspberries. Um, so, was it speak now in the sense that he interrupted a wedding? No. Did he interrupt? I think they hadn't announced their engagement, though. And the fiancé wanted to make sure that she had told him that she was pregnant mm-hmm. before they announced it, and she didn't. And the fiancé was like, hey, we all good? Like, no hard feelings about the whole baby thing? And Jack was like, <laughs> About the what? There are some hard feelings. One moment, please. And then proceeded to essentially kidnap her and not let her leave until she agreed to marry him. Iconic of Mm -hmm. him. Um, Mm -hmm. He seized his moment. He spoke now. Speaking of another um, scheme, another Lisa Kleypas, tempt me at Twilight. He said, I'm going to wreck the engagement. And he did. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I he did him. yeah I love him so much he I said about that. he's the it's the Ariana Grande to Tom Severin to Harry Rutledge pipeline he got on it he wrote it hard and he ended up married to her and I cannot fault him he said I'm gonna tell this guy's father <laughs> that he's gonna marry you and he and it's gonna ruin your engagement and then you're gonna get married to me and God. Mm. didn't he show up like at the wedding too to be like or was it already their wedding and the oh the other guy it was their wedding. their wedding yeah you're right so like, it no Mary, it's kind of speak now because he's all drunk he's like drunk he has a gun so he, oh, he yeah. shoot now so it's shoot now or shoot maybe <laughs> and um 
I mean, on the way to the wedding is also shoot now. So <laughs> amazing. And then Harry is like, you don't want like, do you want to marry him? And she's like, no, I'll just marry you and be angry about it. So we have a full episode on that one as well. Um, He's been scheming like a criminal ever since he was alone. He's a little, you're on your own kid. Um, Yeah. So I just love it. I love that I see it. I want it. I like it. I bought it of him. I speak it. I spoke it. I spanketh it. I spuck it. <laughs> I don't know. So I've got a, not a shoot now, but a, I don't know what you would, they get into a duel, but it's with swords. And I don't know, I can't think of a verb that fits our pattern. Sword now. Sword now. Um, Strike. Butterfly sword? Sla- slice. Slice now. There we go. Stab now. <laughs> stab. Stab. They, they aren't stab. really stabbing, mother. Well, Butterfly swords by Jeannie Lin is a historical set during the Tang Dynasty. She is a princess, an imperial princess. She has been engaged to this warlord kind of against her will um, mm-hmm. for political reasons. But Naturally. she's... Uh, Someone told her that he's going to try to kill her. And so she ends up on the run, on the road, trying to get back to her home and ends up running into this. uh, He's called a white barbarian. My understanding is basically he's a white guy who wanders around and fights people. Uh, (laughs) He has like a clan somewhere. It's not really important. He's a white barbarian. Uh, She ends up kind of hooking up with him and they're, they're like, she doesn't tell him who she is, but he knows that she's quality. And so she's like, oh, I need to get home. And he's gonna, it's, it's very like if Tangled were set in the Tang dynasty. Um, Mm. That's, that's my pitch for you. They fall in love, obviously he figures out who she is eventually there's a lot of drama she gets hand she like makes it home but then her parents are pissed at her because she was supposed to go marry that guy for reasons and there's political intrigue and she ends up at that guy's house and the 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 love interest shows up and they duel boy did he speak now he but he spoke with his sword he said fight me i do love speaking with my sword that's all i just the drama of a fight that in is imperial hot. China in front of like the emperor too. He's like, Whoosh. <laughs> you can't see it, but she is. Well, she was <laughs> slashing a sword, and then she just kind of was a little dancing. I was shimmying. She was shimmy, shimmy now. shimmying now. Um, I have another entry into the blank now. Um, it's one we haven't heard before. Uh, it's a verb we haven't heard before because I'm making it a verb. Um, it's sperm now. Oh. And <laughs> waking up with a duke by Lorraine Heath. Oh Jesus! Um, yeah, it that's a convoluted book right there. Um, in the past, the hero is, uh, I believe, racing a carriage, and his friends in it, and the friend ends up getting paralyzed because they crash it. Um, the friend was married to a woman, and before they could conceive a child, he was injured, and so. Um, she really wants a child. She wants one. And so the friend is like, hey, or I guess the hero's friend, the husband is like, hey, why don't, why doesn't my like best friend impregnate you? Why doesn't he sperm now? Mm -hmm. And, um, she, she's angry about it at first. She's like, what the fuck? Like, no, I love you. I won't do that. And the friend's kind of like, or the hero, I guess, is kind of like, no, but yes, because, (laughs) 
he's always loved her, obviously. And um, it gets to a certain point where she agrees and they go to a cabin and they sperm now, sperm everywhere, sperm later. It's a oh, whole thing. I don't like this sperm. And <laughs> she, she, I think she gets pregnant. Um, but the kicker, actually, I won't say it. No, I haven't read it yet. I don't want you to I won't spoil, spoil it. One. Um, a lot happens and you're like, how are we going to get out of it? And we do. Um, but yeah, it, it's a crazy one. But again, the love, like literally she's so forbidden because <laughs> she's already married and to <laughs> there's a lot of trauma and feelings and stuff but uh talk about in love with someone who is currently and he he got his speak now moment she did too it was a it was a book it's been a long time since i've read it but i know the important bits so well, that's me with so I've got her night with the Duke by Diana Quincy, which isn't my favorite of that series, but it does yeah, feel important I'd to say mention. It's my least. Yeah, I think they get better as they go. Yeah, but technically, book three though too is kind of speak now kind of ish. Or yeah. it's not really. Uh, well, I it's technically forbidden, like not necessarily a love triangle, but he thinks she is fully off the market. So does she. Sure. So does she. <laughs> they well, all do. Was her night with the Duke is mm. a good like if you enjoy the like engaged to somebody else yeah that will give you she and has also, a one night stand with this dude in an inn and it's hot and, and then they get, the next they get it day, they're like oh he, he, here's the guy who's supposed to be engaged to your stepdaughter he steps on later step steps on now jesus <laughs> um I don't remember a ton about that. I remember it took a little bit longer than I would like for it the did. engagement to get called yeah. off. Um, but I think it's at an en- the engagement party is where they Yeah, well, because the the younger – so her stepdaughter ends up eloping with someone else. So she leaves. So really she got her – or her guy got his speak now moment. Which is why – because I don't think he was going to break it off. Which I think made me angry because I think it, like, I don't like it when the agency or, like, the intent is, like, taken out of, like, the main character's hands and, like, the fix isn't one of them fixing it or something like that. A lot of times, sometimes it works, I don't know. Um, But I appreciated that the stepdaughter knew what she wanted and um, was like, I don't want to marry him. Because she was, like, super nervous around him and she didn't really, like, open up. But it was... Um, was it his like val like? His- it was like he was like yeah, some nerdy like, cute guy or something. Yeah, and they yeah. they had great conversations, and it was like a cute secondary romance. Um, so like, did I feel like he was going to break it off? No, but she sure did. So she she spoke if she's secretary now. Yeah, I mean, I do think it's worth reading. There are not a ton of historicals with Arab main characters, no. and that's a great series for each. Mm-hmm. They each follow a different. One of the mm-hmm. main characters is uh, Arab, as obviously at, at least Quincy. one. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's true. At mm-hmm. least one. Um. So worth reading, but I think they get better as they go. But if you do, they, like they sure do. Group. And then her her Duke gets desperate one, which is her most recent one. That was a very fun book too. Um. What else? I don't think I have like too many because I had the the Marquis makes his move on there just because. Um. For me, that's 
is about forbidden as you can. Um, there's Lady Be Reckless by Megan Frampton. Um, she, she is completely, she wants to marry, um, I believe he's a duke or some guy. And she throws herself at him. And the hero is actually behind the couch. And he's witnessing this entire thing. Um, but she's like making her case to this guy why he should marry her. He was engaged to her sister. Her sister jilted him. She had her own book. And now the the heroine is like, ah, it's my time. You've been jilted. You're a little fragile. My time to pounce. And so she propositioned him into being like, hey, I am the perfect one for you to marry. He's like, no. She gets rejected so hard. And the hero is just like, oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, this is really embarrassing. <laughs> he's like oh my god and so then the the guy walks out the hero like stands up turns out he's the bastard brother of the guy she just proposed to she's completely mortified um they somehow get into it to where he needs either to like learn the ways of the ton it's kind of like my fair lady-esque i think um, it's been a long time, but basically they get into a, like, what's the word? Um, they make an agreement. If he, like, talks her up to the, like, his, like, stepbrother or half-brother or whatever, then she will do something for him, which I think was just, like, make his way into society easier. I truly don't remember. They end up falling in love. Um, what? I thought it was, <laughs> who knew? Who knew? I thought it was really fun. Um, but truly, the secondhand embarrassment of her just laying it all on the line for that guy, and he just said no. He just, he, he, he spoke never. Um, and yeah, and so obviously there was like the class difference and, um, all of that, but that's a classic. Um... Let me see. How many more have you got? Not many. I think I just have one, two. Ooh. Oh, okay. I got five more. Hang on. Oh, my God. Uh, number one, it's not super speak now coded, but he is engaged to somebody else. Forbidden. Beverly Jenkins. That's That was one of mine. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm taking you down. Uh, Goddamn. No, I'm actually so happy you brought it up because I don't remember much of it. Um, I just remember that they, my one note I read in my review was that he was engaged so long to the point where I was like, at the point I was going to get annoyed for him still being engaged, they broke it off. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Sure. So. I also think it's one of the, because I've read some where they're engaged too long and you're like, this is dumb. It's mm-hmm. one that it makes sense that he's engaged as long yeah. as he is. Mm-hmm. And even had he broken that engagement off, it would be a much larger... Like, it took a lot for him to decide to be with Edie because he was white-passing mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just a matter of, like, a oh, difference in stations yeah. or, like, this is a... It, it was choosing to mm-hmm. allow people to see him as a member of the black community, which at that point in history was not great for him uh, in terms of privilege mm-hmm. and being seen as a human and all that but 
I do love the wild, like, and then the fiance kidnaps her and drives her out into the desert. And you're like, why? The start of so many kidnappings in that series. There is a lot of kidnappings. He's engaged to a white woman because he is passing for white mm-hmm. and therefore cannot be with Edie. She also does briefly have her own little side, like, yeah, side because thing. he's super jealous. He's like, at, isn't where they're at the yeah. table? That's the hottest thing like, I've ever read in my life. <laughs> behind her chair is Ryan Fontaine putting his yeah. hands on the back of her chair for some reason. Swoon. Yeah. Ooh, that man. Ooh, Ooh that, that man. man. I love that now. series. Swoon now is mm-hmm. Caroline's version. Um. And it's, it's for Ryan Fontaine, especially later in that series when he's, like, the hot uncle. Mm-hmm. Bro, listen. Anyway, um, what else have I got? A Kiss at Midnight? I have that one. <laughs> no, not me taking no, that, that's not my That wasn't my last one. I didn't know if okay. you'd count that one. I don't I, really remember much of it, so I was going to ignore it, but we're not ignoring it. We are remembering it. I just think we should remember him keeping – the ha- oh, her, her in the tower? In the tower. Yeah. And going back and forth between oh, yeah, no. pleasuring her and, and dancing with the princess he's engaged. It to. was the sexiest thing because also it was like, wasn't it an anatomy book? And she was like, these cocks aren't as nice as yours, so I don't want to look at it. She was like offended that they were ugly. <laughs> I just, I was like, I why is this the that. most ultimate edging? And going back and forth between that yeah. And literally dancing with the woman you're engaged yeah. to. Questionable. Yeah. Morally, yes. Hot? Oh, yeah. Also, yes. I don't even remember how he gets out of it. I remember the Not a gesture. I remember because he needed her money because they were like, weren't there like lions on, like they had like a lion. <laughs> they had like a whole menagerie situation. Yeah. It was a whole Cause, thing. Well, because he was he like, he was a full prince, right? Like yeah. he wasn't a... Like he was, no, he royalty. was a prince. and because she, I think she may have been like a Russian princess or something. Yeah. Um, I really like that book. I know you said you haven't read, um, many others in that series, but the When Beauty Tempts the Beast. Well, isn't the third one? The third one's on my TBR for another. Like he's What's engaged to her sister. The Duke is mine. I want to say it's the Princess and the Pea one. Oh, I have not read that one. Well, I read the synopsis, and apparently it's like he's having an affair with her, but is engaged to her sister or something like that. There, there's a reason I haven't read it, and it's probably that. <laughs> well, so, we are who we are. Um, but yeah. Oh my god, and the Ugly Duchess. Mm. That one again. I didn't think I'd like it, but it worked. Well, I mean, my other fairy tale retelling I have on the list is "Marry Me by Midnight" by Felicia Grossman. Oh, I was like, I was like, so many books have midnight. So many books have marry. I was like, what are you talking? About? "Marry Me by Midnight" by Felicia Grossman, which comes like, out in Lisa August. <laughs> I was like, what? No, it's a Jewish gender swap Cinderella retelling yes. uh, where she essentially declares her intention to everybody. She's like, I'm going to hold three festivals and choose a husband. But specifically, she needs to find someone who is not allied with the other members of her. Uh, she's inherited her father's business, but there are these like brothers that are also business partners and they want to make sure she gets married and doesn't want they don't want to deal with her. And so she's trying to find somebody number one from the other side of the jewish community to, like for unification purposes mm-hmm. but also somebody who they don't like have dirt on so they can't control him so she gets the 
the orphaned synagogue custodian because he's really good at spying. He's got his little Um, family of mice. His little family of mice. I love that man. I love that man. Anyway, he's supposed to go like dig up dirt so she can blackmail whoever it is she marries. So he's like spying for her. But also they're in love, obviously. Because he's the Cinderella character and she's the prince. It it has a like it's not technically speak now, but it has a similar like like he there's a, a dramatic chase mm-hmm. grand gesture type moment where mm-hmm. he's like, No, I gotta go. No. No. So I, I count it. I think nice. it has the vibes. I have yet another Lorraine Heath, scoundrel of my heart. Um I think it's one, her Once Upon a Dukedom series or something. Um, the premise of the series is that there are two brothers. One is the heir. One is the spare. Um, the father, halfway through book one, it says it on the back of the book, I think. So, like, technically not a spoiler, but could also be a spoiler. Um, the father gets arrested and hung for treason halfway through the first book. So, book one is the spare. Book two is a character in book one. And then book three is the heir. Um, and his whole journey to like understand why his father did that and his book is with the father's mistress which was amazing um but scoundrel of my heart so it's like set in two halves the first half um i think his name is griff um you know he's got the the spare chip on his shoulder he's spared now um and very spice (laughs) he is very spice he's a little spicy um basically his sister's friend is over and she's always like been a little judgy towards him he's a he like overheard her say one time that she doesn't want to spare um so he's always had that and he's like angry about it whatever um they end up getting to know each other and there is i think this must happen like after he gets like his father gets found out. So then he's cast off. All their titles are revoked. They have nothing. He is taken to the streets. He is now owning like a gaming hell. Street now. He's street now. And um, sin now, honestly, because it's all about sinning. And um, there is a duke in town who has advertised his need of a wife. And he put it in the local like paper. And he's like, hey, just write me a letter about why you'd make a good wife um and i'll pick and that's the the second book is his book um but in this one griff is like trying to help her technically he loves her so much that i don't want to spoil it things happen um basically the heroine starts court like the duke starts courting the heroine and there is the huge dramatic reveal of when the i believe duke is going to propose to her and then things happen um without spoiling it it's less dramatic but that series is great and um that duke he's hot about like the entire uh joanna shoop uh (laughs) that series where he keeps getting engaged or like porting each of the heroines only i thought of poor andrew duke of something that man is on the other end of too many speak now moments he was so dejected by the end of that. He's like, Alice, I can't, like, he's like, please. And then he was like, hey, actually, whatever her name was in book three, he's like, no, like, I, I can't, like, you're nice, you're cool, 
but I cannot even think about anything with you. And you see that man glaring in the corner. I just know the instant I bring out a ring, he's going to enter his speak now era. Yes. He had so many speak now eras spoke spoken upon him. Um so that poor man. Oh, I love him. Mm, he has a swim now era too. Swim now. He loved a good swim. Um Okay, um, I got two left. Silk is for seduction by Loretta Chase. Silk now. I don't, like, I don't know how many- Seduce now. Seduce now. How many stupid times can we do this bit? So many. Um, Silk is for seduction. He, so, uh, he's engaged, sort of, well, he is not formally engaged. There is an understanding, everybody kind of just knows- that he is going to marry this girl who they've been friends since they were, I mean, he's a little bit older than her, but he, you know, he's loved her since she was a kid. Basically he's, uh, I think her father's ward or something, but he's a Duke. Mm -hmm. So he's like kind of part of the family. Um, but he's, he's been gallivanting in Europe for the past few years. She's been living her best life because she's like wealthy and hot. So basically everyone's obsessed with her. So she is like not in a rush to get married. She is totally cool with this guy being off in Europe. She's not the heroine, by the way. I just love oh. this woman. She's cool with the Duke being off in Europe. They're writing letters like they have since they were kids. Um, and then her brother pops himself over to France, to Paris, where this guy is hanging out. And is like, hey, you need to be back by the end of May to marry my sister. And she's like, why would you do that? We were chill. You didn't have to do that. Um, so he's like, ugh, I have to go back. He, meanwhile, has been, like, having affairs, seducing people, living his best life in Europe, which she knows and is fine with. She's not pressed. He's like, I'm going to have this whole life in Europe, gallivant around, and then I'm going to come back and because he's always known he's going to marry her. Uh, and he's not going to do anything to betray her. Right. He's having his slut era now. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's going to come back and be fine. However, the the this trio, the trilogy follows these women who, there's three sisters who own a, they're modistes, they're dressmakers, uh, and they each have different skills. So this book is about Marceline, who is like the designer and is mm. incredibly good at it. So they find out that he's coming back and he's going to marry this girl and they don't want this frumpy other dressmaker to get her trousseau and her wedding dress and everything. So they're like, we have to get her. So she pops on over to Paris. Everyone's popping over to Paris. She pops over to Paris. They have a run-in. It's very heated. She reveals pretty early on, I'm actually the best dressmaker in England and I'm here because I need you to get your future duchess to buy her stuff from us and he's like what they have this whole like they're super into each other they play a lot of cards they make a lot of eyes at each other he takes her to a party it's a whole thing they come she tries to escape him oh because they make out in his carriage she tries to escape him he ends up on the boat with her it's a whole thing so they come back to london together and he just like keeps coming to her shop and they keep making out and banging in the back of the shop even though he's as good as engaged to this other girl. And she's like, you got to cut this shit out. This is not good for my business. 
or for me also she is a kid and he his little sister died when she was young because his mm. father was an alcoholic and killed them in a carriage accident oh, so he's got all these issues around young women essentially <laughs> where he like loves her daughter there's a fire he lets them live in his house for a while it is unhinged and what really gets me is this whole time this other woman is like not really cool with what's going on but she's pretty nice she's getting dressed well for the first time in her life and she has her moment to shine, truly. Because when he finally does propose, she is not having it. And I respect that so much. It was truly, it was so iconic of her. Because you feel bad for the other woman. Yeah. And you're like, oh, she's not, like, she doesn't deserve, and she's like, mm-hmm. I do not deserve this. Good for you, Clara. Because no, you do not. Uh, also, it's Loretta Chase, so it's just yeah. so funny. That is uh, so true. That was Those are on my TBR. Mm. nice well the one that i will talk about has not been released yet i think it's it's out on the 11th so like it's almost here um it is say yes to the princess I just by sheriff that one. Oh, it's so good um it was a weird book <laughs> i have to say that i didn't expect anything of what happened i've said it before she just licks his neck but does she fall in love with the back of his neck? Honestly, all of his neck. All of it. She loves it all. Um, it was, like, it was a weird one. It just, it was odd, but it was great. Um, there's a moment at the end where he gets his little speak now moment. It's not at a wedding, but it is at the 11th hour of some negotiations. And um, it was satisfying. But yeah, I'm not going to say too much about it just because it's, you still haven't read it. It's an arc. Um, but I loved that book. They were just such good people. Like, there are just some books that are just so good because the people in them are good. Um, and he just, he was, like, hired to, like, be her keeper. He's, like, the royal fixer. And he just did not. He's, like, I can't. He's, like, I, she's, like, she doesn't deserve this. He's, like, I, how how am I supposed to, like, seduce her? Seduce now? No. And then, Dude, obviously. Never seduce never but then it happens oops it i I, i'm excited say yes say yes say yes now um yeah viscerally that the neck licking though like she just had like a huge panic attack and then she he just like takes her out to the garden and then she's like hugging him and she just starts licking him and he's like okay you can lick me (laughs) Slurp, slurp now. What? A- <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> My face reading oh, it was just like, now. it's like five pages of her just licking him. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Sure. It was so good. I- Why not? Yeah. Um, I had a great time. I don't think I'm going to be able to top slurp now. My last <laughs> one does, uh, it's someone is speaking now and it's at a wedding but nothing goes the way you think it's going to. And that's because it's Laura Kinsale and nothing ever goes the way you think it's going to mm. go in a Laura Kinsale because it's going to be like 400 pages and you're going to end up stranded on an island with a baby penguin. And that is Seize the Fire. Seize Now. It's hard to explain this book because uh, they go all over the world and a lot happens. But basically... Search the world. He's... <laughs> to make it feel like like a war hero but he doesn't think he's a good guy like he's honestly he's not a very good guy 
And so she is the princess of a tiny European country who's been raised in the country in England and believes in democracy. And so she wants to go back and start a revolution in her country for democracy. So really, at the heart of the story, it's Start about, a revolution like, now. There we go. Uh, it's about, like, PTSD and, like, idealism versus... Mm-hmm. And you said it was... They, it was based on Vietnam vets? Uh, it's it's dedicated to dedicated. Vietnam vets. And yeah. you can see why, I think, when you read mm-hmm. it. Because there's a lot of exploration of, like, PTSD and what it means to fight for something you believe in. Even though, in practice, you have to do some really horrible things. Mm-hmm. And she is the idealism side where she's like, yay, democracy! And he's like, cool, cool. Have you ever been in a revolution? Like, it's not <laughs> good. Um, and he's, like, scamming her. Scam now. Scam now. (laughs) Throughout a lot of this book. They end up, there's some questionable representation of, like, Middle Eastern people. Classic. Um, it's a lot. As I said, they do, they get kidnapped by pirates. They do end up stranded on an island with a baby penguin. There's a lot happening. Towards the end of this book, although notably not at the end, because there's still more to come, um, she's, so she's trying to flee her uncle. There's these, like, her parents were killed and her uncle's kind of been ruling, but he's a Always bad guy. Uncles. And he was going to try to marry her, but uh, lots and lots of political things happen in this book. And it gets to the point where she, they find her, they take her, she's going to be married to this other prince mm-hmm. for political reasons, not the uncle. Um, even though, like, she's fully had sex with this other guy, and she tells them, and they're like, too bad, we need you to marry this prince. Um, and so she goes off to go do that, and our hero is left in wherever he is. I don't somewhere else in the world. Who's to say, really? Only Laura. And some guy yeah. shows up, and is like, what's up? The The uncle, Claude, needs you to come to the wedding and object because if you don't, if she goes through with it and marries this prince, he's going to have his men shoot her for political reasons. She's going to get killed if he doesn't object to the wedding. <laughs> when he gets there, he realizes these people like love the princess, like the people of the country. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, if I object, they're going to they're going to kill me. But he doesn't care. Because he's trying to save her. So he has this whole plan where, but instead of objecting, he's going to wait until they process past him on their way out. He's going to kill her uncle. But then, meanwhile, she has her own plan. She gets to the altar. They ask, like, do you take this man? She says no, turns around and says, I'm not going to marry this man, but I will stand for my people if they want a democracy, essentially. And a riot ensues. Okay, people are killed. They end up in a mountain somewhere. She's got her own piece. She, like, forgets what happens. Like, the pe- like she's in shock to the mm-hmm. point where she has no memory of what happened. It is the most unhinged, like, I-, I would put that scene on the same wedding scene, on the same level as the wedding scene that starts Heartbreaker. We were uh. like, I did not see where this wedding was going, but murder is involved. Murder is involved. You're right about Heartbreaker. The Duchess, technically. <laughs> Duchess's speak now moment. She had her speak now moment back then. 
I just, really the drama of that man sitting in the back of the church and being like, I'm going to get killed one way or the other, so I'm going to take out her uncle on my way. I'm going to shoot, shoot now. And then her turning around and being like, democracy. It, nice. it was very Obi-Wan Kenobi coded of her. Um, <laughs> Star Wars now. <laughs> well, so she spoke, I guess, is the moral spoke. of that story. But she didn't speak the way you thought it was going to go. Huh. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. The, you just never know with Laura Kinzel. You just, you just really don't. You just never know. How fascinating. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I had two others that are, that we had talked about in our, um, what should we call it? Queer um, historical romance, TBR Tuesday. Um, technically, they're like the engaged to someone else. Um, I don't think they really end dramatically. Technically, I guess the one. Uh, we could be so good by Cat Sebastian. Um, the one hero is fully engaged for like a good chunk of the book. Um, and then she gets, <laughs> she has an affair in England, um, with a guy. And Great. so then the hero, she like breaks up with him and then the hero like moves in the other hero and then it's their roommate era. Um, did I ever tell you about the time a very old Italian professor told me to go have a passionate affair in Italy? No, no, you didn't. <laughs> There's not much more to the story except that it was an elderly woman who taught Italian at my college and also taught my mom Italian when she went to that college. And also notably was married to the Latin professor who taught my dad Latin when he went to that college. So a convoluted web we weave. Also, one of my favorite professors that I worked for worked for him. It was a whole thing. The point is I went to see this old Italian woman. I said I was going to study abroad in Italy. Uh, I don't remember how this came up, but essentially she said, and I quote, go have a passionate affair in Rome. And then come back and marry an American. Because mm. Italian men are awful. There were multiple Italian women married to American men in that department. So that tracks. Huh. That's all. I told my mom and she was like, probably don't do that. And I was like, but Daniela said so. Daniela told me to have a passionate affair with an Italian and then come marry an American. Say la vie now. That wasn't relevant except to say I identify with that woman just going off and having an affair in Europe. Because, yeah. And it worked. It worked out. That's my it dream. It was cute. It was like a secondary romance. Good for her. Um, yeah, because then she gets broken up with. It's a whole thing. Um, oh. And then the other one was just uh, Gwen and Art are not in love. Um, because the two, Gwen and Art, are engaged to each other. They don't want to be. No one wants to be. Um, she's in love with Bridget the Knight. And then he is in love with Arthur. No, he is Arthur. Um, kind of in love with himself, nope, I guess. No, he is <laughs> He is in love with Gabriel, who is the heir um, to the kingdom. Um, there's a big battle for Sparta now um, at the end, and it's a whole thing. Most notably that they just are engaged to each other, but they don't want to be and gabriel is very conflicted because he thinks that his sister is like gonna marry this guy but he also doesn't want her to not marry him because then her life would be harder and it's a whole thing um but two romances in that one but yeah i talked more about it in our queer historical romance one but i think that's it 
Um, not much else. I think that I think that's all she wrote. No, I think we've killed the bit. Uh uh She's been resurrected now. Hmm. Hmm. Cease and desist now. <laughs> See. It still works. Oh, that that's honestly, that's our Speak Now era. Before the Speak Now era, before our Speak Now episode, <laughs> we spoke as close to the speaking as we could get. We spoke a little too close to the sun, I think. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Go forth and listen to Speak Now, Taylor's version. Specifically Haunted, because that's the song mm. I'm most excited for. It's going to be a good one. going to go blast it on a loop. I know, I was listening to it all day yesterday, figuring out the, the songs and the pairing, and I was like, oh my god. There are just so many. Ugh, I just cannot believe it's almost here. Well, now, now it is. Now it is here! Ah! Okay. okay. Well. Um, she's better known for the things that she says on the podcast. Whoa. Stop now. <laughs>